0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Is Gallinari on his way out of town, and is he part of trade talks with the Miami Heat? And we're going to do a reaction to the press conferences for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. A lot of good stuff next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? Again, it's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today we got an action-packed episode. Today we're gonna talk about Gallinari. Is he part of the future here in DC, or is he on his way out with a three-team deal for Dame Lillard? We're gonna react to the press conferences for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, and we're gonna look at Kyle Kuzma's contract and how team friendly it really is so let's dive right into it uh as you guys know danilo Gallinari, excuse me um his name has been mentioned in potential trade talks with, uh, with a three team deal for dame lillard um landry Shamet's another name but we've already talked about him so um do you think there's a place for him in dc ed and if so what can it be or do you see him being moved as in a potential three team deal for dame lillard
1: um, I could see him being potentially moved. We do have a lot of guys on this roster. And then watching the summer league, it looks like Vukcevic is 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 making a, a case to be on the roster this year. So he could definitely take somebody's spot. Pat Baldwin looks like he deserves a spot. Ryan Rollins looks like he deserves a spot. Um, of course, you still got Johnny. I don't know what's going to happen with Xavier Cooks. He's still technically on the roster. Anthony Gill is still technically on the roster. Muscala is on the roster. So there's a lot of guys. When you count it up, you got to break it down to 15. So there's still – Uh, looking at the numbers, I I want to say they're still at like 16, 17 guys right now. So you got to make some roster cuts for sure. Um, And and I feel like it would just be best to let other guys, you know, get more playing time. Gallo would be at the four. Um, I was, you know, earlier after we made the trades, trading Brad, Przingis, and then, you know, we didn't know if we're going to bring back Kuz. I was kind of like, okay, maybe we could keep Gallo just so he can show some guys ropes so we could have veteran leadership. But at this point, I think, they just need to let the young guys get as many opportunities as they can get. Same thing with Landry Shamet. I think they should definitely look for trade options for him. Uh, same thing with Gallo. Both good players, but I do think they can contribute off the bench for playoff teams, such as the Miami Heat or other potential uh, perennial playoff teams. I think they could definitely help those teams out. And Gallo's a good player. He's coming off a of torn ACL. Um, he is in his 30s now. Uh, he's a legitimate scorer, good mid range scorer, uh, can score with his back to the basket. Gallo has definitely cooked the Wizards for many years. Uh, in his career for sure. But I, I do think it would be best for them to to potentially part ways and just open up doors for for young guys. Even Bali, let him get minutes at the three or the four or at the two. Um, there's just a lot of guys, you know, they could get minutes. And Denny as well, he could play at the four to the three. He wouldn't have to worry about, you know, splitting minutes with Gallo as well. So just let the young guys get as many minutes as they can get. I don't see us getting much value back for Gallinari at all. Um, you look at what we, what we got for Monte Morris, you had a second round pick for him, and I think it would be similar for Gallo. You probably get another second round pick, which at this point I just wouldn't mind. It would be a consolidation trade because we do have a log jam at the four, at the three. Once again, like I said, with Vukovic looking like he can play at the four, or the five, Pat Ballwin at the four or the three. So let, let the young guys play, let these guys play. And uh, you know, Gallo, Jake Fisher brought up earlier a Potential buyout with Gallo, but if they can get a second round pick, I know we have 60 second round picks or a million second round picks. But once again, we look at the trades that happen. Obi Topping got traded for two second round picks. KJ Martin traded for second round picks. So, second round picks can be valuable. Once again, we traded up for balau We used two second round picks to move up one spot. So, you just never know what can happen with second round picks. Uh, and if you actually scout right and draft right, you can get a good player. You can get a good player to second, you know, um, not going to compare anybody to Nicole Jokic, but, of course, he was a second-round pick. Draymond Green is a second-round pick. There's some really, really good second-round picks out there. Uh, Gigi Jackson has been playing really well in the second round. And our, our own guys have been playing really well in the second round as well. So you, you just never know. If you use your second-round pick correctly, you can find talent in the second round. So if they can move Gallo for one of those guys, uh, Miami Heat, they, they do have Nicole Jokic. I highly doubt they trade him here. Um, Orlando Robinson, he's been playing really well in the summer league. I highly doubt they trade him here. But hey, with Highsmith, maybe he might be a young guy you take a swing on. But uh, other than that, it would just be a consolidation trade for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that a consolidation trade is, is in the best interest of both parties. Um Gallo, you know, to a certain degree, I kind of want to see him in the Wizards jersey. But Patrick Baldwin, man, what, I, what I've seen the first two games from him, he definitely needs minutes at the four, maybe intermingling a little bit at the three of the second unit. Um, I think between Muscala, uh, and Gallo, man, I think there definitely needs to be consolidation trade because if you look at his young roster, you know, I don't see where any of them really fit. You know, if you look at Muscala, you know, I, Vuk- uh, Vuksevich, man, he needs some minutes behind Gaff, man. He needs some minutes. Um, if you look at Gallo at the four, Patrick Baldwin needs minutes. If you look at Shamet, you know, Johnny Davis needs minutes. Yeah, I don't see where any of them can be on his roster and not conflict with the, a lot of these young guys' minutes. Yeah, because obviously, as you look, it's year one of the rebuild. These young guys need minutes, especially Johnny Davis, man. It's year two. You know, confidence is always the name of the game for him. So he definitely needs playing time. So, yeah, I don't see any scenario where any of those three stay. Uh, I think they could be salary fillers for a three-team trade because I still think that Dame Lillard's is on his way out of Portland, man. So I definitely think that if you could offload these guys in a consolidation trade and trying to fit them as uh, salary fillers in a three-team trade, I'm all for it. Because I think that you definitely – want to see what these young guys can do because look patrick baldwin man give this brother some minutes i'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you i mean the shooting <laughs> stroke the athleticism nah he needs to play same mm-hmm. thing with Vukovic man which is it kind of doesn't roll off the tongue i want to say Vucevic so bad but you got to throw that right. hook in there but um he, he he's, a, he's a baller too man you know you, you give him some minutes so yeah i think you definitely got to consolidate these guys man i'm not looking really too much um players you know players coming back second round picks i'm cool with it you know i just I think that, mm-hmm. What you see with this roster is what I want going forward because I, I like what I see from the young guys as far as the second unit. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I don't see where any of these guys fit in in, in the future, especially Shamet. Now, I know yeah. we're talking about uh, Galo, man, but even then, like I said, Patrick Baldwin needs those minutes. So, I'm with you. I don't see where any of them fit, and I definitely think that they could be part of a three-team trade because Dame's out in Portland, man. <laughs> I don't yeah, see where yeah. he fits in Portland. You know, I know this is Wizard channel, but, you know – but <laughs> But look, moves like that are dominoes that fall and it can affect the Wizards. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think that if there's you know, with a trade sitting dame, you know whether it's Miami, I know Miami is the big destination that he wants, but you know, I know their their management is being very, very selective with what kind of package you're getting back. So yeah, we definitely gotta consolidate. So I'm with you on that one, man.
1: Right. Yeah, and um their manager said that they, they will wait, you know, however long it takes to to get a deal done. It's not gonna be like the Wizards because he doesn't have no trade calls, so they actually get to control some of it on what they get back. And a report is from Greg Silvinder with Five Reasons Sports, you know, he said that the past week that Gallo's name has has come up, so it looks like there's a little smoke and fire there. So, so we'll see. And I'm looking at the depth chart right now too. Um, Quentin Jackson's on the depth chart. Anthony Gill's on the depth chart. Uh, Pat Baldwin Gallo, Corey Corey Kisper. We didn't even bring up his name. He's got to get playing time as, as well um johnny davis and uh they yeah i'm looking at the espn depth chart they didn't put xavier cooks on the depth chart but he is a guy that could potentially make the roster too so they they definitely need to consolidate that's about 16 17 guys
0: <laughs> i think they might need a couple consolidation trades i mean like you said <laughs> i mean what do you think Corey kispert you right. know because you know i mean looking at it koulibaly is going to play the three on the second team you know you got johnny davis you got kispert in these minutes so it's gonna be interesting to see what the final roster looks like the final depth track going on into the regular season is going to be. But, you know, we definitely need to move some of these expiring deals. So um, before we move on to the press conferences and our reactions to it, you got anything else you want to cover real quick on Gallo? No, that's it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, sir. So we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to react to the press conferences for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Ibarra. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it? What Ibada, It's officially summer, and a new season means new clothes. But your closet shouldn't be the only one, only thing growing when you make those purchases. Now you can also watch your cash back grow with each purchase with eBotta. Finally, taking that summer vacation you've been planning, but dreading buying all of the necessities before you take off. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Answer, eBotta. eBotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get cash back. It's that easy. The average Eboto user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. I'm trying to tell you. Or you use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing. You go to Summer League next year. That game you're dying you're dying to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving to go to. Other apps gives you points, but they don't amount to much. With Ebody, you get real cash. That's cash in your account. PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and many more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or, Play, or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A at the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCK. Ebotta and thanks for making woods is your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We are going to talk about Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma and what kind of impact can they have in the 202? And is this really a rebuilding roster, or man, are we a little better than we thought we we're gonna be? So we're gonna definitely chop it up tomorrow about that. So we're gonna dive right into it, E. Um, we're gonna to react to Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole's press conference. So, um, what'd you get out of um I guess we'll start with Kyle Kuzma. Uh, looking mm-hmm. at Kyle Kuzma and a lot of comments he made, what were the biggest things that you got out of his press conference?
1: Um, he said that we're, we're – he was brutally honest. And I know this is something that we kind of got on Tommy Shepard about, about not saying that the goal is a championship and the goal is a plan. Now, Kuzma said that the goal we're – we're not a championship team. But we're just looking to build and build a culture. And we've heard the same thing from Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, and, that's, and he's just being brutally honest. He's being brutally honest. Right now, we're trying to find a culture and identity we just haven't had that in the past couple of seasons. So if he can come in and do something like that, um, that would be a good start. Um, he also said good things about Jordan Poole. He said he's a super exciting player. Um, he talked about being a leader as well, and that's what we're looking for. That's real from Kyle Kuzma. Um, he talked about you know it being a, a business. He said, quote, this is a business. People come and go, job slipper, or whatever. But he said, I love what Ted did from the standpoint of his hires. He did a phenomenal job of just dissecting what he wanted more monumental sports to be. He got guys who know what they're doing. That's obviously appealing to me. I'm a professional person, and they're very professional people, talking about the big three, Will Dawkins, Travis Schlank, and also Michael Winger. Um, so nothing but positive things. I uh, said good things about Jordan Poole. Um, he also said, uh, some good things about Denny Obdia. We'll talk about that, too, because I know a lot of Denny Avia um, uh, supporters will be excited about that. Um, he also said, being in D.C. for the last two years, I really fell in love with this city. Um, he said, now that my contract is all signed, sealed, and delivered, it feels amazing. Everyone knows I'm a very ambitious person, so having this opportunity to lead the organization and lead a bunch of young guys is something I can do at a high level. I'm just very excited to build. And um, he's shown, uh, we brought it up many times last year that he was a vocal leader for this team. He really was. He's said positive things about Denny. He's worked out with guys after practice like Isaiah Todd and Jordan Goodwin. Um, he learned watching film with Ray John Rondo. So he sat down with some of the young guys and did that. a lot of complaint, a lot of people complain about him, you know, his shot selection and whatnot. But I did I do think you watch him on the bench and how excited he gets. Um, I do think he is a good vocal leader for the guys and he has played well with Denny out there. Uh, when Rui was here, he played well with Denny and Rui. He's he's hyped up guys, and he's been honest and in the press conference. He's even called out didn't really call out West, but he did say that you know players don't know their personnel and their assignments and stuff like that. That kind of is on the coach. Um, and he talked about players complaining to the refs too much, um, and we've seen guys do that time and time again. So he, and then he talked about blowing the 15 plus point leads. He was brutally honest about that. Um, so he says all the right things in the press conferences. We w- definitely want to see him go out there and do it as a leader on the court. Um, sometimes he may showboat a little bit, a little bit, you know, when, when he beat the Pistons, he was, you know, celebrating and whatnot off the game winner, but I don't, I don't blame him for getting hyped about that. And then you know, social media going back with Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't blame him for that either. Um, but yeah, as, as he is going to be the vocal leader and probably one of the lead, definitely one of the leading scorers on this team. I, I like what I heard, um, from the presser and he hyped up his teammates, said the good things about Jordan Poole, Denny as well. And, um, you know, he's happy to be here in D.C. He said good things about the new leadership and the new front office.
0: Look, that is the very definition of leadership. Being honest, not lying, you know, knowing the situation for what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, Tommy Shepard is so famous for, you know, your house is burning. and He's telling you, no, it's going to be all right, man. It's, just, <laughs> it's all good. No, it's not. You know, he, him being brutally honest, that's leadership, man. You know, he was a very local leader, um, a great leader for this team last year. You know, he is exactly what this young squad needs is a veteran voice with playoff experience with championship pedigree mm-hmm. who can come in and be that voice, man. Because uh, that's one thing I got out of the press conference. You know, you talked about the fact that him and Jordan Poole are kind of similar situations. They both come from championship teams where they playing on underneath guys who had a long standing chemistry together. And so they had both had that championship pedigree. Um, so I love it. You know, we definitely need him as that leader because he was look. You know, here's a sad fact, man. You know, Bradley Bill was not our leader last year. It was Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Kuzma and to a certain degree, a little lesser degree KP. But Kyle Kuzma was that guy who led from the front. You know, I get it. You know, between him and Poole, they're going to shoot the ball a lot. <laughs> Just prepare yourself. They're going right. to shoot the ball a lot. But you can't but help the love the dog in him, man. You know, hitting that clutch shot in Detroit and telling people goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you know I me, mean? I love that. I love that. Talk stuff, man. That, that's basketball, man. Yeah. It you know, we is. both play, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's basketball, man. Talking stuff, you know, I love it. So um a few things I like, you know. Obviously, looking at he called Jordan Poole one of the brightest stars in the NBA. I agree. Mm. You know, for a, a young guy who hasn't even hit his prime yet. The sky's the limit for Jordan Poole, man. I love what I see from him. Um a chance to lead a young core. That's what really resonated with me, man, because he understands the situation he's in. You know, he knows this. this is a rebuilding team. Now, I, I personally think that the rebuild is not going to be a long rebuild. You know, just the, looking at, you know, a lot of these moves and, you know, a little bit of the vision of this new front, um, this new big three in the front office, man, is that they're making moves. They want to seem to be competitive, and they're going to build on top of that. So, you know, it's not going to be a rebuild where we're going to be complete trash. We're going to be very entertaining <laughs> to watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, and another thing, um, he, wanted, he, want, he feels wanted, and he wanted to be in D.C. Mm. E outside of brad and john wall when's the last time you really saw a guy say i want to be here in dc you know we've always been a spot where it's been hard to get guys to come here in free agency for a guy that says i want to be here i love this town i love what's going on in the front office you know you could see that change because look coos man you know he's look he's got connections to the guys out in la you know got you know a lot of free agents gonna look at that and say Okay, you know, what is that you like about DC? You know, they're going to inquire about that. That's how you start to get guys in DC is that you have a guy like Kyle Cusman and say, Look, we got a good front office, we got a good thing going on here. You know, DC as a city is, is a nice place to raise a family. You know, you're hearing all the right things from what Kyle Kuzma has to say, man. So that's leadership, and it's about daggone time because there's much needed here in DC, man. So, um, we're going to roll into Jordan Poole real quick. Now, he had a lot to say, man. Obviously, the media was trying to <laughs> prod him with Draymond mm. Green and all that mess man but outside of Draymond Green and, and um what is the biggest core things you got out of his press conference
1: um they he has a new opportunity and that he's he's trying to become a leader himself too you know this is a quote that said uh, to me he said I got a ring and I was able to do some life changing stuff I was able to learn a lot in my first four years in the league at a very high level and I'm appreciative and thankful that of that you apply that to your new situation and new team being a leader comes with challenges. So uh, he's ready to step up and become a leader. And, you know, the fact that he called Bilal or contacted him was huge to me. That was – that was, and I always talk about communication. Like, you know, I bring up the, zam- the example every time. You know, Michael Winger and, and Brad, they didn't talk that first week. It, it, it could have been not a big deal at all, but that kind of just told me that, hey, I feel like Michael Winger definitely wanted to move in a different direction. Now Jordan Poole contacted Bilal. He's ready to get in the gym with him. He's ready to work with him, ready to be a good teammate to a young guy, a rookie who's only, what, 18 years old, um, and he's already reaching out. And contact. He didn't have to do that. you know. He didn't have to do that. He could have waited until he saw him at a summer league, but he went out of his way to call him and contact him. And that's the thing about the smiling thing and all that, that people get worked up over. If he wasn't happy to be here, he wouldn't have called an 18-year-old rookie because, he once again, he, he didn't have to do that. So he, he's learning how to become a leader, and he learned under staff. He learned after, under Clay. He learned of, under – um, winning a championship with, with the Warriors, guys who are going to be future Hall of Famers and play and staff. He learned under those guys what leadership looks like. So he can bring that championship pedigree to D.C. He's going to be one of the veterans, one of the oldest guys on the team, even though he still is very young. And uh, he, he certainly is going to be, I, I feel like he's going to be the leading scorer, or if it's really between him and Kuz. And he's going to get a lot of shots up this year. But he has to understand that, of course, you know, guys are going to be following his lead out there on and off the court as well. So I think he's starting to to learn that as well. And um, once again, he said nothing but good things about um, his teammates and um, how to build a culture as well, leading by example. Um, I will throw in a quote that he did say about um, about Denny here real quick. He said, uh, Denny's extremely gifted and talented, a good slasher, great size athletic, can get to the rim, being able to play alongside him on the wing, unlock him, allow him to continue to grow his game, find ways to build a good chemistry, will be excited. So he's looking already to build chemistry with Bilal and Denny and a lot of a lot of the young guys that are coming up in the league on the team.
0: I, I agree, man. You know, when it, when I found out that he called Bilal when he got drafted, that's leadership. You know, for a young guy to, you know, come into a situation and with a new city, a new organization and automatically try to find his niche as a leader. Says a lot about Jordan Poole, man. You know, I, you know, obviously, I don't watch a lot of Warriors basketball. (laughs) You know, you know, I've watched highlights of Jordan Poole, but I've never really watched him speak. I'll say this, man. You know, he's a humble young cat, man. You know, he's, you know, he really has a good head on his shoulders, from what I see from um, press conference, man. You know, he comes in this situation, and you know, he really wants to be a leader, and that's why it is much needed. You know, I I love the acquisition of him and bringing Kyle Kuzma back because you got two guys who are young, they're hungry, and they want to lead, man. That's the thing about leadership you know, real leaders, you don't have to force them to be leaders. And that's the thing. You shouldn't have to force somebody to be a leader. You know, a leader is somebody who comes in here and wants to lead from, for you know, from example, man, and from the front. So, you know, everything I've heard from Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole from the press conferences as far as leadership, I love it because that's exactly, exactly what you want to see and hear from these two gentlemen. Uh, a couple of uh, – there's a couple of things I like he said uh, – he said that it was cool to see Kyle Kuzma flourish in DC. So, mm-hmm. was it? You know, what's that telling me? He's saying that, you know, Kyle Kuzma. He said it. You know, the Wizards gave him an opportunity to kind of showcase what he can do, and he, you know, he flourished. He became that guy. What, you know, who really became a, a real good score in his league. So, I think Jordan Poole. He kind of sees the same thing. You know, the Wizards are going to give him an opportunity to come in, be that guy. You know, be that score, be that leader, man. So, um, he loves the fan base. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, they, you know, I love that. He said, you know, he loves the pulse of the fan base. You know, he says how the fan base has been very welcoming. Um, come in, you know, really accepting him with open arms. And it shows that, you know, this, this fan base, man, they're ready. They were ready for that change. You know, they're ready for this new era. You know, this team's not trash. You know, obviously, we're not winning the championship in time soon. Mm-hmm. But this team is going to be competitive. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, another thing, um, saying that him and Kuz are a great combo, I, I agree. You know, these two guys leading, I think, are – is going to be a really, really good thing for this young core for these next three to four years, man. Because obviously, both of these guys are legitimate starters in this league. But I'm trying to tell you, man. Um, looking at Denny, I'm gonna say this: <laughs> um, it's very. I'm not surprised that he said it about Denny because can you imagine this? Look, and we're we're both. You know, I'm not gonna say we're hard. We're we're realistic with Denny. know, we're neither one of us have really been negative about Denny. He's just pointing out deficiencies in this game, and I think that we both can agree that. He's got a lot of potential. But if he hits, if he breaks out, I'm trying to tell you, this team is not going to be a bad team. You know, if Denny finally finds that shot and finally, you know, works on his left hand, the sky's the limit for this franchise, man. You know, between Denny, you know, Kisper, does he take steps forward? You know, Koulibaly, you know, you know what steps does he take in his, in his development? You know, Johnny Davis, does he settle and become more efficient? You know, if, if all these guys hit, man, you're looking at a team that, you know, we they're gonna shorten this rebuild because there's a lot of potential on this roster, man. You know, I still believe in Koulibaly in that pick. You know, you you know, obviously his first game was kind of underwhelming, but you see the potential with him. There's a lot of potential in the squad. So nah, man, I, I think people are gonna be very surprised with this team. I think they're not they're not gonna be as bad. I think um Locked on Grizzlies, man. He, he actually said that he thinks that the Washington Wizards can be a plan. And I, I don't know about you, E, man. Every time I hear playing, it just makes my stomach hurt, man. I, I, I don't want really to talk about playing, plan. But, but with this squad, I can – you know, look, if this squad makes a plan, that is a good step. And that tells you that this, this rebuild is not going to be as long as we thought it was going to be because, again, this, you know, the covers aren't bare. There's a lot of talent here. So I'm very interested to see Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma going forward this year, man, because I think they're going to be something to watch. So, um, before we talk about our main man Kyle Kuzma and his contract, uh, you got anything else you want to cover when uh, the pool party?
1: Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see about the plan. We'll definitely talk about that later this week too, because uh, I know there's an article that talked about that the direction of the team. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way he handled the Draymond Green questions. Of course, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of the reporters that asked him about Draymond Green. Um, or they, they, they asked, you know, how he felt about how it ended with the Warriors. And he just said, Hey, I'm here now in DC, me and Kuz are going to be a good duo. So he did his best to avoid those questions. You know, and and it's like, I get, it's the reporter's job to ask that, but man, just it's time to move on. You know, he doesn't want to talk about an incident where he got punched on camera on TMZ, where it went viral and all over the place. Um, imagine if you got punched in the workplace and it went viral and went all over the place and went viral all over social media. Would you want to keep answering questions about that same incident, you know? So, he's trying to move on, man. It's a new chapter in DC, and this is a great opportunity for him. And, and I like what you said about how he talked about Kuzma. Yeah, he said Kuzma came over here and was able to, re, you know, revitalize his career and make it into a good contract where he's getting paid 100 million dollars per year. Pool already has a good contract, but, you know, he can even involve his game even more where hey, I mean, if he goes out there and puts up 25, 26 points a game and it's an efficient uh, twenty six points a game, and get his teammates involved, and hey, maybe he can get a, a couple All Star votes out there, or get a, a second team or a, a bench uh, All Star nod. You know, we'll see. I think this. I think he still has a lot of potential because he's still very young. But he handled he handled all the Draymond questions with a lot of professionalism, and I, I wouldn't have answered them either.
0: No man, because here's the thing: he answered them last year. We go the whole season and off season. Also, you want to bring it back up? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Stop it. I mean, he was very professional about his response, man. I mean, look, you get tagged up on camera, man. You're going you gonna to feel a certain way. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I mean, my wife slapped me at the daggone gas point one time. I ain't talked to her for two weeks, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on. I mean, brother man got punched on camera, man. And he's going to feel a certain way. But, I mean, yeah. if you see the, his interactions with stuff. He said, look, me and Steph talk all the time, man. You know, him and Clay. Look, it's basketball. It's anybody who's played football, basketball, any kind of competitive team sport, passions are high, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ain't smiling the whole time, man, especially football and basketball. Come on now. I mean, it's been – I mean, come on. Yeah, how many times – all the, over the years of playing basketball? I bet you there has been a few times, man, you almost got into with somebody. Oh, I know I have, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's basketball. That's true basketball. So, yeah, it's, they're, they're reaching, man. Leave him alone. You know, he's saying all the right things he's in dc now that was the past he's looking towards the future so you know i'm gonna leave it there man he's seeing all the right things they're,
1: they're really really trying to get him to say something controversial yeah and it's it just a question where it was like uh have you talked to draymond and he just turned his head and then he asked the question so you know yeah i mean <laughs> come on man
0: <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and um we're gonna jump into kyle kuzma and his contract so look at kyle kuzma Um, he got a four year and I'm pulling up right now four year 90 million guarantee. But breaking down the contract is 90 million guaranteed, but over the total amount can be 102 million over four years. And a real quick, um, it actually is a front loaded contract, um, it goes down every year. Uh, 2023 to 24, he's making 25.6 million, then it drops to 23, then drops to 21, and then finally in the fourth year, it is 19 million. So, um, this is obviously a very team friendly contract so do you think the motivation for a team-friendly contract was um it being kind of a movable contract or do you feel like it was just him showing love to the organization and knowing the situation that you know they're in a rebuild
1: um i think it's a combination of things i don't know what other teams they were competing with with coups uh teams that were trying to sign them because you know the, it kind of dried up the competition like the king signed harrison Barnes, the Pacers signed Bruce Brown, the Houston Rockets signed Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet. So I don't know who else was competing. They didn't report too much after those teams. Um, but, yeah, I think that's 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 a deal that Kyle Kuzma earned, and it's a, it's a tradable contract. I mean, it's awesome that they got it to go from 25 down to 23, down to 21, down to 19. That's a heck of a deal. And guess what? They didn't give him a no-trade clause. They didn't give him 15% <laughs> a trade kicker as well. Uh so i mean there's no team options there's no player options so he doesn't control the end of the deal kind of like how chris kind of controlled the end of the deal before we sent him out but he did us a he did us a he did us a solid by opting in with his player option but at the same time he cashed out too because he wasn't going to get 36 million dollars from anywhere else um but yeah this, this is a darn good deal it really is a tradable con- contract and i think this kind of quiet quiets down all the people who were negative about the signing seeing the money um, that was involved in the deal. Look at Dylan Brooks, man. He got a big deal. His deal with incentives goes up to like $96 million, something like that. I was reading that. So, I mean, for this, for them to get this kind of deal for a player who is uh, a darn good player who improved, who can shoot, pass, get to the basket, get downhill, can be a point forward out there, I think they got a good deal. And, and a lot of playoff teams are going to be looking for his services, possibly at the trade deadline. And I think you can get a first-round pick for Kyle Kuzma. If, if he plays the, the way that he's been playing when he gets hot, I think you, we're finally, we finally will get not just a 2030 first round pick. I think we'll finally get more of a, 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 a first round pick that is less than seven years from now and has less protections on it. I think that's the goal with Kyle Kuzma is to get value from him.
0: Or value yeah, because that, oh, absolutely. Because that one first round pick, 2030, man, we got scouts over in the middle schools, man. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking at Kyle Kuzma, man, it's definitely a team friendly deal. But I mean, if you look at how it breaks down, how it's front loaded, it fits the timeline because you're looking at year three and year four, you're looking to add some salary. So I think he's, you know, you very well could see him, you know, three, maybe four years out of the deal because he, he was already our leader. So, you know, to me, it was a win-win to bring him back. You know, you're bringing him back a vocal leader and then he's not a scrub. He definitely going to score some points, man. I mean, the way he uses his size, I mean, he's, he's going to make, he's definitely going to, I'm telling you, he's going to have a good year. So yeah, it's definitely a team friendly contract that is definitely tradable, but if you decide to retain him for the long run, I think looking at the breakdown of the contract, it fits the timeline. Because like I said, once you hit year three and year four, his salary is going down and, and you, 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 you want to add talent by year three and year four. And they, and that contract enables them to do that. So, you know, looking at you know, uh, the depth chart, looking at, you know, us getting Jordan Poole, retaining Kyle Kuzma, this is not a rebuild. It's going to take a while. You know, you have a lot of talent here, man. And if you add the fact that you have a very competent front office, they're going to make this a competitive team quicker than you think. You know, year three, you could see us maybe going for a playoff spot. And I'm very, I'm very, very confident in that because this front office has made all the right decisions. You know, you brought in Jordan Poole that, look, brother man's going to have, he's going to ball out in D.C. I'm saying right now, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, they're going to ball the heck out, man. And these young guys, man, you know, don't be surprised you see two, maybe three of these young guys break out, man. Because I think Gisbert, we already know what he can do. You know, he's a shooter, he's a slasher. But Denny and Johnny Davis are two guys I'm going to look at. I think that if Johnny Davis and Denny Aviat can take that step, this team, Gary, well, could go for a playing spot. Because there's a lot of talent here, man. I mean, you can't help but look at his depth chart and say, look, this is not a trash team. You got guys who play basketball. You got leadership. You got a good front office. You have all these components that we didn't have last year. We had a trash front office. You know, we had only one leader and we were always looking to Bradley Bill to be that leader and he wasn't, you know, and it was Kyle Kuzma the whole time. You know, we have components that we didn't have last season. You know, we have a very, very competent front office where you have not one, not two, but three guys who could be general managers of their own team. I mean, you just, I mean, just I can't say enough about this front office. So, yeah, looking at this contract, man, this was a big win for, for this organization. And you brought back a guy who, Made this team better. we were not worse under Kuzma. You know, so, you know, I get it. A lot of people are kind of leery about the direction saying, you know, we just got out of middle building. But I think there's a difference, man, because you see new clarity as far as a direction. Whereas under Tommy Shepard, you didn't know where we were going. You know, he, he told you whatever he wanted to tell you, and then you just had to roll with it, man. You know, you have a front office knows what they're doing, and you have leadership here, man. Young leadership that hasn't even hit the prime yet. I'm just trying to tell you. Jordan Poole has not even hit his prime yet. Think about that. So, you know, this is a good contract, man.
1: Right. Uh, 110%. So, and then you compare this to the Jeremy Grant contract. So Dylan Brooks got a four-year, uh, $86 million contract, $21 million per year. Jeremy Grant got a five-year, $160 million contract, $32 million per year. You, I mean, I, I really don't see that much difference between Kyle Kuzman and Jeremy Grant. You could really argue that Kyle Kuzma is better than Jeremy Grant. And I, I love Jeremy Grant's game, so I think they're pretty neck and neck. They're pretty similar. Like, you look at Jeremy Grant's contract, he's getting 27 million dollars the first year, the second year goes up to 29, and then it goes up to 32, then it goes up to 34 million, then it goes up to 36 million dollars, and the last year of his contract in 2028, it has a player option. So the big three in the front office, they were smart by this deal. They definitely could have thrown him a bag like that. Um, and Jeremy Grant's agent, shout out to his agent for sure. So I mean, I'm just thankful the Wizards didn't do a deal like that. Because if they if they did a deal like that, then yes, I definitely would have been questioning. Um, them giving Kyle Kuzma $32 million a year. But shout out, I'm happy for Jeremy, but that's just a deal you can definitely compare it to. The Wizards made a good deal for a good player in their similar kind of kind of talent level there. Um, and then Dylan Brooks got about four for 86. So, um, But yeah, we're definitely going to talk about the direction of the team. I'm, I'm excited to talk about that for sure because uh, there was an article from Athletic that talked about that, so I'm intrigued by that for sure.
0: Oh, we definitely gonna talk about the direction of the team, homie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they play the Spurs tomorrow night. I'm excited for that. Wimbayama is not playing because he's scared nope. to play against Blau.
0: Oh, he's terrified. Terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's questionable, man. I mean, I don't think that's a sample size. Two games, and you ready to. I think he needs enough. He needs to play, man. He needs some playing time. I mean, mm. I, I agree with everybody. I think that Wimbayama, he's definitely that talent now is he generational i don't know yet um but i think that when he pieces together when he finally figures it out man he's gonna be a force but yeah he needs to play you know you're definitely scared of bc (laughs) (laughs) but uh before we roll um you got anything uh left you want to talk about you
1: no i'm good i'm I'm gonna stand it for tomorrow 10 30 p.m we'll probably go live after like 1 a.m so i'm gonna try to take a nap before the game
0: same here, man. <laughs> Same here. So definitely appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day. Every day. Again, tomorrow we are going to recap the third Summer League game. So definitely tune in because it's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a good one. So uh, definitely appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe, comment below, let them know how we're doing. way you get your podcast, five-star review. If we aren't, it's much appreciated. So hail to the Wizards and peace.